Hi, I'm Cassandra. Welcome to another episode on the Luminous Star Podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking about narcissist personality and how they often use tactics that can possibly influence triggering other people. Okay, so some people may feel a little triggered when they're around someone who has narcissistic personality, especially if this is a long-standing you know, relationship or the relationship has gone on for a long period of time. This can be a family, this can be an ex, this can be a spouse, this can be a friend or someone that you thought, you know, was a best friend. It could be even a business partnership, right? But these are relationships that have gone on for a long time and they are very close to you, right? But for some reason, they can cause some triggering. And very often this is because that person perhaps has been diagnosed with narcissistic personality or perhaps they have some other cluster B personality type. So let's look at triggering, right? So what is triggering? This is often when, well, first of all, let me just go ahead and break down how a person can become triggered. Say the narcissist says something, the narcissist may do something. They may even, there may be even a particular atmosphere or there may be tension in their environment. And you may even be talking to someone who favors or looks like the narcissist. And you feel triggered, right? Now, I'm going to get to the tools in a moment because there are ways that you can practice self-soothing. But when a person is triggered, there are the five senses that can often offset that. Okay? Taste, sound, smell, sight, touch. So all five senses are often involved when a person is triggered. So when they're triggered, it can set off a memory, right? Or a flashback and it can take the person back to the event. Okay. Of when they were initially uh, traumatized or something that happened that caused them trauma. Okay. So uh, triggers, you know, they're very personal, right? Different people often experience these triggerings or they can be triggered, right? (laughs) So I just want to go ahead and break that down because I know sometimes when a person has chosen to end the narcissist relationship, they may experience these things such as flashbacks, nightmares. They may even have been diagnosed, right? With cluster B, pardon me, not cluster B personality type, but um, PTSD. They may be having those symptoms. And so if you know anything about post-traumatic stress disorder or post-traumatic stress injury, you know that that's a huge part of that being triggered by something that may remind you of the event, such as a narcissist personality. Okay. The narcissist relationship. What happened? Okay. Some people just because they no longer had the relationship with that person doesn't mean that they don't remember things. But okay, so when a person, they use dialectical thinking as a focus tool, it's very powerful. Now, I've had to, I mean, I've done this plenty of times. Sometimes I still have to do this. So dialectical thinking, what is that? That means that two ideas or concepts, okay, they can both be true. It's like looking at a situation or circumstance more than one way. The viewpoints can have both, you know, truth and falsehood. That's what dialectical thinking is. 
you know, you're, you're, it's like having an open mind, seeing things from a different perspective, that sort of thing, right? These things often narcissists don't do. They often, they often don't see other people's viewpoints. They often tend to come off as bullies. They only think about themselves. They don't think about anyone else and what, how, or how they may be experiencing the relationship with him. Or narcissists tend to not care about how their energy affects other people's energy. Okay, so dialectical thinking. Let's get a little deeper. That means you're letting go of self-righteous right indignation okay so in other words you know you're not assuming that you know what the other person is thinking and feeling at the time that you're being triggered you're letting go of that black and white mentality or long or all or nothing mentality ways of seeing the circumstance or the situation okay so you're being more flexible and approachable You're avoiding assumptions and blaming. That kind of goes back to that self-righteous indignation. Expanding your way of seeing things. So you're being open-minded. See, narcissists and some cluster B personality types, they tend not to do this. Why? Because that is not their aim. A lot of narcissistic personalities, their main objective is source supply by any means. So that means they're not going to be open. They're going to have that black and white mentality. Very often, see, when you look at the narcissist personality and you look at the narcissist relationship, what you're going to find is it very, it's very rigid. Okay. There's, there's not, there's no flexibility. They're not adapting. They're not open to receiving. It's all or nothing. It's black and white thing. It's like, okay, no. And sometimes the narcissist will perceive, see, there's their perspective and their perception again. It's looking at things. Instead of looking at it from a different angle and seeing other people's viewpoints, see, very often a narcissist personality is very rigid in their thinking, all or nothing, black and white, right? They will even perceive slights that don't even reflect reality. Sometimes the narcissist personality will influence what's called a parallel reality. They may pull a telekinesis. What does that mean? Well, that means that you're experiencing the narcissist relationship one way and the narcissist is experiencing that relationship this another way because they set it up that way. It could be unconscious that they set it up this way. But the bottom line is this, narcissists, okay, those who have a narcissistic personality, very often they have what's called a false self-image. Actually, they have several. They are often, what? <laughs> very loyal, not to you, not to anyone else in the narcissist relationship, not even to the flying monkeys that they may recruit to try to hoover you back in. No, they're not loyal. They are focused on the source supply by any means necessary. And they often don't look at the cost of doing this. They're too busy salivating over the rewards, what they think they're going to get. So where does that leave you? Perhaps feeling depressed, perhaps feeling triggered, right? But you have to learn how to self-soothe. Most of the time, people who are dealing with narcissists, they, they're scrambling around trying to figure out, okay, oh, you know, I feel this, I feel that, I think this, I think that. However, I need to, what? Make sure I'm focused. I've gone through this, so this is why I'm speaking this way. It's like, you, you have to learn how to defend yourself sometimes, a little bit better. I'm not saying that you don't ever defend yourself, 
But usually when people deal with narcissists, we're talking about the ultimate bully. Okay, and a few other things too. But you're left with that choice. How are you going to deal? That's my point. How are you going to deal with that reality? Because you have to. So it may you may be experiencing the parallel reality. You're experiencing that narcissist relationship one way, and the narcissist that you're dealing with, perhaps several narcissists, or those with a narcissist personality, right? They're experiencing a relationship, or that person is experiencing a relationship in another way. So you're, you're not going to be able to see it eye to eye. You're not going to probably even be able to come to any kind of resolution. That situation may lack resolution, right? So... That means you have to be your best problem solver, not your only problem solver, your best problem solver, meaning you're open to asking for help. So dialectical thinking goes into that too. You're open, you're open, you're not being rigid. Okay, so if you know you need some help, you can ask for some help. That could be a counselor, that could be going to a support group. But the bottom line is this, when narcissists use tactics that can trigger you, or trigger others, right? There are certain things you're going to have to do to soothe yourself or to calm yourself down because the narcissist is not going to do that for you. No, their objective is source supply. That means drama, right? They got to keep that drama going. And very often, those with a narcissistic personality, see, they will pass off karma to others. That's another way that they may use the projective, right? They may project onto others because they perceive that see you or someone else may be slighting them never mind that they just pulled something the other day or the other night they just don't want to pay for what they've done they don't want to pay the cost of what they have chosen to do or a choice that they made that got them to source supply and now they have to pay for that they don't want to do that so they want to pass you the bill you see So they'll pass that off to you. That's another way of looking at projection or to uh, pass something off to someone else that they know they don't deserve. So sometimes narcissists, they would do that in order to save face or to push shame away. Narcissistic personality often like to push shame off of themselves onto others. So if they make a poor choice, they're going to point fingers and blame someone else. So dialectical thinking is a powerful tool that you can use to make sure that you're focused on thriving forward, making sure that you're not caught up in the narcissist drama, even though they may attempt to pull you in. Okay. So when we are practicing certain tools, okay, what's going on? First of all, we're letting go of control or we're realizing that we cannot control the narcissist. And the narcissist, actually, if we choose, won't control us either. Okay, so control is what drives some cluster B personality types, such as a narcissistic personality, and their false self-images. False self-images from that of a martyr to a saint to a victim who cannot seem to catch a break in life. You know, make no mistake that they have several false self-images, Okay, so sometimes they act like they're superior, godlike. Okay, so communal and self sacrificing. But this is not true. They're focused on the objective, which is the source supply. So they may play these roles to try to trick people into believing that they're the victim when they're not. 
So don't be surprised that you, you know, are showing that you're growing and they they may perceive that as a threat to their false self-images because, see, you're outgrowing that relationship. So you, you may notice that they may become more adversarial with you. But if you realize that you are not an enabler, you're not the flying monkey that they're trying to recruit or perhaps they're trying to recruit another person to become flying monkey for them to hoover you back in, right? When you realize certain things, see, they can't pull you back in. They can't control you. Okay, when you realize that you are not narcissistic supply for them, well, that's very powerful. Then that makes you what? A challenge to the narcissist. And this is not your fault. So your rebirth, your transition, your changing, you're outgrowing the narcissistic codependent relationship. See, a lot of narcissist relationships have subtle signs of codependency. They might not ever be recognized or accepted by the narcissist or other cluster personality types that you may be dealing with. Right? They, they may not accept that you're outgrowing. They, they might not take no for an answer. They may try to hoover you back in. They may try to keep you stuck in the relationship. So what do they do? They kick up all this drama. And sometimes they'll perhaps, like, you know, they will try to pass off the karma to you. But, of course, they're going to have to pay those, you know, pay the price for the choice. That we all have to do that. When we make choices, you know, there's always consequences. But narcissists, they see, they think they're that special. <laughs> they think they're going to just get away with it. So no wonder so many experience loneliness. Okay, this can be very lonely when you stand up and you choose to outgrow that relationship and keep going. You choose to thrive forward. This can be a hard pill to swallow. Sometimes, you know, the narrative that your narcissist has for you does not, nor will it ever match who you really are. It doesn't match the reality. So when you use dialectical uh, as, a, as a focus tool or dialectical thinking, right? This is very powerful. It's an excellent way to seek the contrast in order to gain peace of mind, harmony, and balance. So that's the first tool. Practice dialectical thinking. So what does that do again? It helps you to have peace of mind, harmony, and balance. Should you ever become triggered by something the narcissist may say, if you're triggered by even a memory of the narcissist relationship. Okay? So tool number two. Take steps to manage your expectations. Manage whose expectations? Yours. Of who? The narcissist? Yes, especially. But manage your expectations of yourself too. Don't put too much on yourself. You're healing right now. You're growing. You're thriving forward. Congratulations on your choice to thrive forward. And when it comes to managing your expectations, I'm telling you from personal experience, this is very powerful also, because what does that mean? That means you have taken off the rose-colored glasses and you have accepted. Not only have you outgrown the narcissist relationship, but you have grown past him or her. And you accept that the narcissist, hey, when it comes to them, you you're, you can't change them. And you no longer desire to change him or her. You no longer desire to try to control them. That's very powerful as well. Because that dance of control, that dance of change is very violent sometimes. Sometimes 
when the narcissist is attempting to control others, which often they are, right? They're trying to train. They're trying to control other people. But sometimes, unconsciously, the person that they're targeting for source supply may try to change him or her. Why? Because they want to be loved, cared for. They want to feel better in the narcissist relationship. Well, the narcissist relationship is a dysfunctional relationship, unlike your typical dysfunctional relationship. Okay, because... The narcissist, their main objective is source supply. So they're not trying to be practical, logical, or reasonable about resolving issues that need to be resolved. Very often, narcissist relationships leave one with what? Sadness, depression, perhaps even being traumatized. So they may feel triggered by even a memory of the narcissist relationship because it left them with no resolution. It left them without restitution. Okay, so the narcissist, they often will just, what, detach or discard without warning. They will devalue, okay? And sometimes after they do all these things, after they put you up on a pedestal and then they discard you, they devalue and then they discard, they come back around trying to hoover you back in again. How crazy is that, right? That's crazy making. But that's the narcissistic cycle. They will idealize you, then they will devalue you, then they will pull the rug out from up underneath you by discarding you or getting or or going ghost, right? And you're left picking up the pieces. So of course a person may feel triggered from time to time, just from that memory, okay? Trying to move on, right? Or they are moving on. So tool number three, practice mindfulness. What does mindfulness do? It helps a person to practice becoming more assertive not defensive. It helps them to what? Practice self-preservation, taking care of yourself a little bit more. And also mindfulness consists of a person practicing emotional discipline. That means you don't become as reactionary when they do say or do something. When a narcissist says something or does something that may perhaps cause you to become triggered, that's less likely to happen because you're not becoming as reactionary. You're not becoming reactionary. You're choosing to respond. You're not, you know, when they want to try to go into an argument, you're not going for it, right? Okay. So another thing that practicing mindfulness does is it helps a person to practice personal boundaries. You don't have a wall up. No, you just accept that you are you and they are them. That's it. You're, you don't have, you're not guarded. You don't have a wall up. Now, what's ironic is that a lot of narcissists and some cluster B personality types, they are very guarded. They do have a wall up, but then they will project that onto you. Sometimes they'll try to pass off their karma to others because they don't want to what? Experience the consequences of the choices that they made, which perhaps were poor choices. So those three tools right there help me out quite a bit. And I certainly hope that they will help you out too. Now, some of you are already practicing these things. But dialectical thinking, in other words, open-minded thinking, is very powerful. It's a great focus tool in order to help you to keep on thriving forward. Okay, so one of the most important things to remember about managing your expectations, I just want to leave with this, in order to detach from narcissistic codependent relationships, and that is to accept that you are changing. Okay, and the narcissist isn't. Let me repeat that. One of the most important things to remember about managing your expectations in order to detach from narcissistic codependent relationships is to accept that you 
are changing and your narcissist isn't. Okay. So I, you know, I've gone through this myself. I've gone through so much. (laughs) Okay. Sometimes I resisted that reality y'all. And I'm telling y'all right now that caused me more pain when I resisted that reality. But when I took off the rose colored glasses, Ooh, my life changed for the better. I'm not saying that my life became, uh, what challenging free. No, regardless of the challenges of life, life is still a gift. So I'm grateful. Yeah. I chose to learn some of those, you know, from some of those experiences. Ironically, narcissists tend to not learn from experiences like that. Such as having a relationship that perhaps was very challenging. They tend to lack foresight. Okay, they just move on to the next relationship. They don't they don't learn. So narcissistic codependent relationships are designed to become highly addictive, therefore habitual. One must formulate some of the worst habits, okay, in order to keep those relationships with cluster personality types active. So there were times that I lost sight of who I was because I was so wrapped up in these types of relationships. Okay, so um, does that seem familiar to you? Perhaps it does. Can you now recall some of the things, you know, that you have done or have said perhaps to keep your narcissist happy that you now, you know, you look at it and it kind of gives you the creeps, right? You're kind of like, oh, you know, I can't believe I did that to keep my narcissist happy. But yeah, this is very common. So don't beat yourself up. You know, so when you ask yourself critical questions that might help you to refocus or remain grounded while you thrive forward, yeah, that can prove to be a real game changer. So here's a critical question for y'all, right? What is your gamesmanship or strategy for ensuring your overall well-being? That may have sounded like a mouthful, but I think it's very profound. And when you answer that question, it can prove to be very powerful for you. So what is your gamesmanship? Perhaps dialogical thinking, perhaps? See, I'm losing, I'm getting tongue-tied now. Okay, so perhaps that's one, that's part of your gamesmanship. The dialectical thinking or being open-minded. That is a game changer. I'm telling y'all, right? So one thing is for sure, most of us don't like ourselves when we're pleasing the narcissist at our own expense. See, a lot of us, you know, when we get caught up in that relationship, it's very, very easy to lose focus and lose sight of what's most important. And that is your overall well-being, making sure you're okay. So we tend to not like ourselves very much, especially when we're doing things and saying things that will please our narcissists. And we know deep down, we just get that, you know, that, that gut-wrenching feeling, but we try to blow it off sometimes, right? We, we know that to please the narcissist means that it's going to be at our own expense. See, the narcissist has no problem gaining at the expense of others. They have, they have no problem with that. That's the name of the game sometimes for them. That is to gain at other people's expenses by any means necessary and not caring about the damage that was left behind. Very often, if they're confronted with that, right, narcissists will try to project and say, no, it was your fault that that happened. Sometimes a narcissist will try to pass off their karma to someone else or want someone else to share in their karma 
by saying, no, we were in that together. And no, I did what I had to do because of A, B, and C. Or you made me do that. So therefore, now I'm going through hell, right? You got to join me. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. So, you know, just make sure that you're taking care of yourself, right? And don't, you know, just don't try not to feel and think that you're obligated. I'm just going to throw in an extra tool. Try not to feel and think that and just, oh, you know, just take steps to not feel and think that you are obligated and responsible for the narcissist's pain or their karma. Uh, no, what, what makes you think that? More than likely they have gaslight or gaslit you into believing or thinking that you have a strong, uh, therefore is leaving you with a strong sense of obligation to him or her. Absolutely not. They made choices, you made choices. See? And narcissists often like to influence people to share in their karma. Just think about that. Think about all the times, perhaps, that they have gaslit you into giving them another chance, only to find out that they have not changed at all. Okay? A lot of us have gone through that. So this tends to weigh heavily on the mind, spirit, body, and soul. Who needs that, especially right now in light of everything going on, right? Who needs that extra weight of energy? No, lighten your energy, lighten yourself, right? Try dialectical thinking. This is an open-minded way of thinking, right? Or thinking with, with an open mind, seeing things differently, Perhaps what could be very powerful for you, too, is to see yourself thriving forward, regardless of what the narcissist is trying to throw at you right now. Some of you are perhaps experiencing narcissists trying to hoover you back into a, a very negative situation, perhaps a third party situation. They're trying to hoover you back in because now it's not working so well for the narcissist, is it? They may be in spiritual jail right now. They want you right there locked down with them. Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. So try dialectical thinking. And very often when we're feeling uh, that triggering coming on, this is just another way of self-soothing or practicing what I learned about, which is called self-regulatory process. Okay, so self-regulatory process is when you are calming yourself down should you feel triggered. The narcissist may say something, may do something, and, you know, you're back there again years ago when they used to do things that were not so nice. So you can practice dialectical thinking. You can practice mindfulness. You can practice focused intention techniques. All of that is how you can calm yourself down. And to stay focused on thriving forward. And congratulations on choosing to thrive forward. Your overall well-being, your healing, it's not a contest. So praise yourself. Give yourself time. Be patient with yourself. Love yourself. I'm Cassandra, and I certainly hope you have enjoyed this episode. Please check the description for further details on this episode. And don't forget, I am on YouTube at the Luminous Star channel. I hope to see you there. Until next time, take care. Mwah.